Welcome to Breakthrough with Brig, the podcast that teaches high-achieving Black women how to use thought work to break through barriers, get out of their own way, and become their best self in the most loving and sustainable way. Y'all ready? Let's dig in. Episode 66. Exciting. All right. This episode backs up into like one of the main premises of my deeply rooted program. I want to tell you the reasons why I do what I do, why we incorporate it into the program, because I want you to know how to do this. And of course, If you want to learn how to do it even better, join the program, right? Join a wait list. I'm doing a masterclass. I'll give more details about that webinar at the end of this episode. But I want to talk about the subject of how we substitute humaneness instead of harshness using humaneness versus harshness. Because we've been taught how to be very harsh with ourselves because other people were very harsh with us for generations. Like it's been passed down. It's one of those conditional things. It's the soup that we swim in. Everybody knows the phrase You can remember the scene in The Color Purple where Sophia and Celia are like doing the laundry and the sheets are around. And I think Celia is putting up the sheets, right? And Sophia walks through the field and she opens up the sheet and she disparagingly says, with all like all the gump, You told Harpo to beat me, right? When you think about what Celia has been through, why would she ever tell Harpo in order to control, as if Sophia needed, like she's out of control to beat her? The only way that would even be acceptable that it would come out of her mouth despite all the beating, all the pain that she has had, is if she was taught that that was the way to handle you when you get out of line. And as much as I would like to say that that conditioning has now, we are, it's 2021 and we are no longer evolved into that. Like we evolved out of that. Like we no longer think harshness is the way. And yes, maybe we don't get, we don't make our kids go get the switch like I used to do or go get the belt like I used to have to do, right? Maybe we have evolved from that. Like that conditioning of I'm going to get you before the world gets you because if the world gets you, you dead, I'm just going to hurt you enough for you not to do it, right? How many of us, I know you're driving or whatever, but raise your hand just by yourself, even if you're in a shower, raise your hand if you had some kind of semblance of that 
either directly or indirectly. I've said it before. It was our parents' job, like it was their moral obligation for our survival, for them to be harder on us than the world was because their fear was if the world gets us, we would be dead. So they would damn near try to kill us themselves slightly so that we wouldn't like push the envelope outside of their care. I get it. But there was a harshness to this. There wasn't a kindness. It wasn't like a community of kindness. It was a community of walking on eggshells and staying within the lane. Do not draw outside the lines, right? Speak this way, be this way, dress this way, talk this way. Say yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, right? Speak when you walk into the room. Like all of the things that we were taught, it was pressed upon us so that other people would be comfortable with us because we were so polite and well-mannered. But the way we got there was sometimes through this harshness. I've said it before, that allowance of us to just be kids and run through the store, that didn't happen to the little black kids. I'm sorry. I know. Other kids could be kids and they can drop everything and like turn around and everybody be like, yep, there was a kids. But our kids, there was like this stigma, like our kids had to be very well behaved. So therefore we were raised that way. And I know each generation has loosened that up just a little bit. So it may not be as harsh if you're in your 20s and 30s and you're listening to this. But let me tell you something. It still seeps in in how harsh we judge ourselves. It may not be in the same harshness as we had, like with beating whoopings and and the punishment, but it still reigns in how we treat ourselves, how we talk to ourselves when we don't behave a certain way. So that remnant of that harshness, as opposed to that humaneness, still exists. But here's the deal. It doesn't work. Like It is the absolute opposite of what we need to cultivate. So we've been talking about rooted and root bound, and let's keep it up. Think of a plant, right? It is our job to cultivate the right soil that allows the plant to grow and expand to its highest potential. But the harshness of the soil, we put it in clay, we put it in rocks, like that plant doesn't grow to its biggest potential. But that's the environment in which we treat ourselves when we're trying to do big things as high achieving Black women. We literally put ourselves in this harsh environment by making ourselves wrong and telling ourselves we need to do better and putting so much pressure on ourselves and get your shit right. Like I got to, and we put pressure on ourselves by doing stupid stuff and like in the way we talk to ourselves, right? 
Like it's no kindness. There's no room for kindness because with our minds, kindness means that we're going to continue. So we have to be harsh because if we're kind, then we're actually rewarding the thing that we're trying to get ourselves to stop doing. It's the opposite. Kindness means meeting yourself where you are and understanding why you do what you do. Kindness means cultivating and asking yourself questions like, what do you need? And studying yourself, like looking at the soil, looking at the contents of the soil is like, what do you need? You need more nitrogen? Is that why your, your leaves are yellow? Right? Why are you not showing up for yourself? What's going on? Cultivating that, looking at it. Like, do you need more magnesium? Are you afraid? Why are you afraid? What are you making this mean? Do you think that your worthiness is tied to your work ethic? It's not, right? Like when you start studying yourself for the purpose, as I said, with that intimacy, the podcast on intimacy with yourself, right? When we study ourselves for the purpose of giving ourselves what we need to support ourselves, as opposed to, let me find out what's wrong with you so I can correct it. That attitude, that that environment of harshness, it is in how we treat ourselves. It is internalized. It is something that we do, and it's something that we get to correct. And one of the things I want to add to the program is to change how we relate to ourselves, how we relate to our fuck-ups how we celebrate the fuck out of ourselves when we do do the amazing things and how we treat ourselves when we're standing still and stuck. Basically, our relationships with our good, our bad, and our ugly. I want us to recalibrate, revisit, and choose on purpose, not what's been handed down to us from generation to generation, because it was a protective mechanism, but because I want to create and cultivate the soil in which I get to be deeply rooted, the soil that is going to allow me to get what I need in order to grow. But first, in order to do that, I have to be aware. I have to slow down. I have to examine, look, evaluate. Those are the things that I'm bringing to the program, our way of relating to ourselves. I do that through demonstration of showing you, right? And how I coach you, right? By holding such clean space where you're like, wait a minute. I remember a client telling me one of the reasons why she hired me is because when she told me her story, I didn't flinch. I acted as if like it was totally normal. And in my brain, it was because guess what? That's what brains do. Our brains will make up some stuff. We will do some crazy stuff because our brain is having us do crazy shit. If I don't know one thing, this is what I know. Humans are going to human, right? (laughs) Right? Humans are going to human. And so whenever you are humaning, (laughs) yes, I made that word up. I want you to hold so much space for that. Because if you present it to yourself that I am wrong for doing that, then your brain is on high alert and looking for, am I changing? Am I changing? 
Am I changing? Because I'm wrong. And if I'm wrong, what am I making that mean? I'm making it mean I'll never get to my goal. I'll never find happiness. I'll never find peace. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Happiness, peace, joy, everything is in the now right now. That's one of the things I teach. It's in the now. Whether you get this epic shit done or not, whether you find your way to breaking through to getting the things that you want done or not, where you are right now is okay. But when we describe it and tell it to our lower brain as if it's wrong, then it goes about trying to fix it. And the only way we get to give ourselves acceptance is if we get right. That puts so much pressure on ourselves because we never just get to be human. We always got to be fixing ourselves and getting right. That's the opposite of self-acceptance. That's the opposite of giving us the soil in which we need in order to grow, in order to flourish. In order to grow and in order to flourish, there has to be this container of self-acceptance. Like, I got you. And I don't care if no one else does. I am the one that has you. It's the thing that teaches us that we matter. Our pain matters. Our suffering matters because I am actually trying to study myself to find out where I am, right? Like, so my pain matters. I matter. Where I'm at matters. My thoughts matter. My feelings matter. And in a world that tells us as high achieving Black women that we don't matter, I am least am going to matter to my damn self. I'd be damned if I don't matter to myself. That is a non-negotiable to me. I hold that very strongly. And so I'd be damned if I tell myself that my fuck-ups, my ugly is not acceptable to me. I'd be damned if I shun myself when I am not acting and behaving in a certain way. I'd be damned if I leave myself cold, naked, and and afraid, right? This is that energy in which I want you to have about you when you are bringing harshness to yourself. There is a space that you get to hold for you in your good, your bad, and in your ugly. And you still choose you. And when you do that, that is the soil in which you flourish because your lower brain is like, oh, you mean we're okay? I don't have to go find what's wrong with you because remember in that episode of play and fetch, as long as you're asking the brain to go find me what's wrong with me, like I have to behave. So go find out if I'm getting better at behaving it's going to continue. See, look at you. You woke up five minutes late. Look at you. You didn't do this. Look at you. You're still like showing up like this. Like, look at you, right? It will continue to show you all the ways that you're not making progress. And guess what you will miss? You will miss all the progress that you're making. Because remember, our brain filters that shit out because you've told it, look, I cannot relax. I cannot have it until I behave right. And something is wrong with me because I am misbehaving. 
I got to get right. There's that attitude. There's that energy of harshness. I want to separate that to a willingness to experience our humaneness, where we never, ever tell anybody, you told Harpo to beat me. Like, I will never tell myself to beat myself up ever again. I will never allow that, accept that. When I find myself doing it, I'm like, no, 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 no. I have my back. This, Queens, is a learned trait. It is something that must be modeled in practice and in community where not only do we do it for ourselves, but we do it for others because that is how you will pick it up for yourself more when you purposely do it for other people. You will notice it even more. That is why it is a integral part of the group. We will learn how to separate our harshness for our humaneness. If you find yourself, Queens, being harsh with yourself, you can at any moment say, you know what? Let me just try this as an experiment. What would happen if I just accepted myself as human? And sometimes I get that shit right. And sometimes, you know what I want to say? I fuck that shit up and I love me anyway. And I choose me anyway. And notice, feel your body when you say that. If you say that with true intention, notice the energy level. Notice the relief that comes with that. When you tell yourself you choose you, because here's the deal. We keep thinking it's other people choosing us that gives us the relief. It's only temporary, queen. You want that lifelong lasting relief? You want that relief that would allow you to expand out of that container? You want that relief that allows you to feel safe so you can do epic shit? That's the relief that comes from you saying, yes, I did this and I still love me and I still choose me knowing everything I know about me, knowing all my good, my bad, and my ugly. I fucking choose me. Queen, choose you. Choose humaneness and honor your humaneness over what the world has taught us to be, which is harsh. We were property. We weren't considered human. We were considered subhuman. And though the context of that has changed, the subcontexts haven't. We have continued with how we treat ourselves in this, and we get to say it stops here. It stops now. And this is no longer acceptable. This is a non-negotiable. All right, Queens, we're going to do a masterclass. Sometime in the week of March, which will be next week. So if you go to my website, go to brickjohnson.com and go forward slash masterclass. We're going to do a masterclass on the state of the union address of the Black woman. Like where we are, why we are here, and what do we need to do 
to do the epic shit that I know you want to do. If you've ever been stuck, if you've ever been struggling, if you've ever had like self-doubt and you spend so much time making a decision because you just got to get it right, this is the masterclass for you because I will explain our state, (laughs) why we do the shit we do, where we are, how we've been taught, why it makes sense, and what you need to do to correct it. So sign up brickjohnson.com forward slash masterclass. The dates will be there, the times. I want to do this over a three-day period because I want to deliver the class and then I want to coach you for two days. I want you to have the experience of being coached. I want you to understand like what is this thing of coaching, especially if you're stuck on creating your epic shit bring it. So sign up. I'm looking forward to it. You would know exactly why you do what you do. You would know exactly what you need to do to correct it. All right, guys. See you next week. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to take thought work even deeper with me as your guide, Opportunities to work with me one-on-one are available. Go to BrickJohnson.com to schedule your own personal breakthrough call. In 30 minutes, we'll see if working together is a great fit. BrickJohnson.com, B-R-I-G-J-O-H-N-S-O-N. See you next time.